I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hey, chickens. Uh, we're watching The Mind Robber woo, from 1968 uh, with Patrick Troughton as the Doctor um, and uh, Wendy Padbury as Zoe, uh, Fraser Hines as Jamie, um, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> um, and one of the most prophetic moments in all of Doctor Who uh, occurs in this episode where... Um, so Zoe uh, is confronted by a hero from her time. She's from the 21st century, as are we all at the moment. Um, and she's confronted by someone called the Carcass, who is kind of like a superhero or a supervillain, but he's like wearing <laughs> like a muscle kind of shirt thing. Um, you know, like a costume that makes it look like he's got all these muscles sort of, it's all padded and stitched and painted on. And I'm like, oh my God, that is how 21st century superheroes look. Like, <laughs> they all look over-muscled and you can't really tell whether they've got real muscles or their muscles are in the costume. Um, it is, I'm like, did they know? <laughs> Like, did, like, this is where, so, you know, like, I've recently seen um, that Peter Capaldi has this kind of attitude as well, where he believes that the Doctor is out there um, and that the TV shows uh, are made from, you know, his adventures uh, or their adventures. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, I guess if the the... They've come from the future to uh, give some information to the people of the 60s. Um, they would have been like, oh, yeah, in the future, like the all the superheroes will have like weird swollen shirts on that make them <laughs> look like they've got muscles where they don't have them and the muscles are painted on. Um, 
It is quite, yeah, the carcass is, and Zoe gets to do like a weird flip, like, you know, she's in the Avengers. It's uh, quite a silly bit of fun. Um, the doctor and Zoe managed to find Jamie, who's inside Rapunzel's castle, which is also weirdly the headquarters of uh, where the ticker tape is spitting out the 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 story um and they find themselves kind of trapped in the 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 sort of control center of this place which is called the land of fiction um and it's controlled by this guy who is attached to kind of like a machine thing um and they call him the master which you know is before I mean, it's only two years before uh, the renegade Time Lord, the master, comes into the show. Um, but this guy is just like, he used to write picture stories for like um, weekly comic books uh, or, you know, like they have like in England, like they have this like tradition of kind of comic books where there's just a panel of a drawing and then there's like a massive paragraph of what's happening in the story. And then, you know, you kind of read through it in that way. Rupert the Bear used to be like that, which I loved as a kid. Um, but yeah, there's no word bubbles or anything. It's all contained in the little paragraph under the picture. Um, that was a very old style way of doing kind of sequential storytelling. Uh, uh, and it's it's kind of weird, like, you know, it was sort of like um, prose with pictures. And now we've kind of gone fully the other way. Because it used to be prose kind of captions attached to... Um, comic book stories once upon a time and now we've kind of you know gone to the extreme end where the captions are just extensions of dialogue and you know the pictures are meant to tell the story much much as in film like you know you don't have narrators usually in film um, unless there's some sort of annoying voiceover like in the uh original Blade Runner that tells you everything that's going on. Uh, anyway, there's sort of a battle of wills between the Doctor and uh, this machine that wants the Doctor to replace this guy that's the master of fiction. Um, and there's just a lot of, you know, running around the Doctor and, you know, gets the carcass involved and uh, Rapunzel starts typing things on a machine Heaps of kids and uh, people turn up. It's, you know, Jamie and Zoe are kind of held hostage. Um, and Jamie and Zoe end up kind of becoming part of the story. So, they then have to do the bidding of the master of the land of fiction. Um, and so, then the doctor goes into like a weird helmet thing while a giant book... <laughs> tries to crush Jamie and Zoe while the Doctor and the Master are having some sort of, you know, battle. Um, eventually, you know, Cyrano turns up, weirdly. Uh, D'Artagnan. <laughs> like, they're just... While they're having their kind of, like, weird emotional fight with their helmets on, uh, they just keep naming fictional characters. Like, you know, it's like Blackbeard, who wasn't fictional, he was real. Um, and is it Ivanhoe who's on the back of a horse in like a full suit of armour? Uh, by the way, the computer is hilarious. It's like a big perspex kind of... Um, it looks like a 20-sided dice from <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons. Also, maybe they're feeling the future there. Uh, and it's got all these weird like cobwebs running between things the white robots that were in the void come back and kind of uh, are gonna shoot everyone with their chest 
<laughs> the chest guns that pop out. Uh, Medusa and the the, <laughs> the unicorn come back. Um, and then I think that the doctor tells the robots to destroy everything, which includes the brain that's in charge of the whole land of fiction. Uh, and then, you know... We kind of head back into the mists and the doctor gets back on his TARDIS and old mate that wrote the funny stories for the picture books gets, I presume, shunted back to Earth. And then, uh, yeah, after the doctor gets out of everything <laughs> by making the, the robots blow everything up, uh, the the... Tales of the TARDIS comes back into the memory TARDIS uh, where Jamie and Zoe are sitting and uh, they have the sweetest, sweetest little reminiscence about um, uh, Victoria uh, as played by Deborah Watling, who also has uh, passed away. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of a, a, again, it's just, you you can see why... Uh, Russell T. Davis became emotional <laughs> watching them do this. I guess also, you know, you're like, as as we've all been excited by anyone who's managed to see one of these, it's like, oh, it's new Doctor Who with old Doctor Who business. And it's not, um, you know, it's not kind of like a frantic adventure where they're trying to get everywhere and run around. It's just, you know, a, co- a couple of old friends sitting around having a reminisce and then playing old episodes. <laughs> Which is such a, a a gorgeous little conceit. Um, I do love that they've chosen of all the stories they could have done from uh, that series because there's quite a few uh, that still exist in that um, in that final season of Patrick Troughton's run where uh, Wendy Padbury was um, the female companion. Uh, there's, you know, there's the Crotons and the Dominators. Um, the Seeds of Death still exists. All of the War Games, uh, which is 10 episodes. But I love that they've chosen the Mind Robber as the one that they remember because it is so strange. Uh, it's, I mean, it is one of those ones where, and, you know, Wendy Padbury said this at the event the other day, that, you know, Doctor Who was made for children. And, you know, given kind of the the stories that they're invoking um you know unicorns and greek myths and knights on horseback um pirates uh swashbuckling uh, swordsmen it it does feel like it's very much for kids uh also some of the production choices like the very cardboardy robots <laughs> the overuse of giant photocopies <laughs> does make it feel very uh, like, oh, yeah, this was totally made for kids, this show. But it's still just hilariously weird. Um, All right. uh, In our next episode, we're going to check in and see how everyone's going with uh, extending and adding to James's story. Uh, Our mysterious, uh, you know, side trip into what could have been for the ninth Doctor and Rose. Even 
we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.